Uh, what's going on, everyone? We're back. Conference championship weekend. We got a couple, couple of good games this weekend. I don't know if anything's going to compare to what we saw in the divisional round. Uh, with a lot of good games, obviously the one that took the cake was the Chiefs and Bills. Kind of lived up to all the expectations that everyone had for that game. Um, that it was just the, the last two minutes of that game was more exciting than any NFL game I've watched in my lifetime. But that being said, there was a lot of other good games this weekend. The Bengals winning outright against the Titans on that last-second field goal off the foot of Evan McPherson, the rookie kicker. Uh, the game after that, we had the Packers. We saw what happened there. The 49ers went into there into Lambeau and shocked the world against Aaron Rodgers. Everyone knows he's supposed to lose in the NFC Championship, not the divisional round. So uh, that, that, that surprise came a little bit of a week early for me. I was pretty disappointed. I was pretty heavy on the Packers last weekend, so it took a hit on that one. And then another huge upset of the weekend, at least for me. I know, Mackie, you had them off the card. Uh, the Rams jumping out to that very early lead against the Bucks. It was, I think, 17 nothing, maybe 23 at some point, or 20-7 to or something like 20 to 3 or 3 at one point. Yeah, they just they had every chance to run away with that game, and they were running away with that game. But if ever if anyone knows Tom Brady throughout his career, he's going to make it a game if you give him a chance. And the Rams gave him, him the Rams gave him every bit of a chance to come back in that game with all the turnovers, the snap over Stafford's head, the miscommunications throughout the whole lineup. Uh, that being said, they end up winning the game uh, thirty to twenty seven after that crazy comeback to tie it late in the fourth quarter for the Bucks, but. Uh, you can't you can't run as cover zero on the last play of the game when you got Stafford and Cooper Cup who have been known to go deep all season. Rams end up getting the game winning field goal and then obviously the last game with the Chiefs covering the spread against the Bills. It was only a one and a half point spread, but uh, the biggest takeaway for me from this weekend was three out of four underdogs winning outright. I uh, wish I would have put that together in a little parlay, even a three leg. Throw the Chiefs in there at the end. It was. Almost a pick them with the Chiefs closing at minus 120 on the money line. So definitely a fire weekend of football this past weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to the games this weekend. How about you, Mackie? Yeah, it's a, it's a divisional round we'll probably never see again. It's just four amazing games, but, uh, one after another. You know, I had bills on my card. If, if you're going to lose, if you're going to lose one, that's the way you want to lose it. It's a great game overall. I don't obviously you want to come out on the winning side, but. You know, Pat Mahomes always comes out on top. But uh, yeah, we got both both one seeds knocked off in the in their in their first game. But think it makes you think: is that first round bye really a good thing, or you know, creates rust? Like we said last week, I think for some teams it's a good thing. I yeah, we well, both, I thought it was. We I both was said for Tennessee, it was not. Yeah, we both said for Tennessee, it wasn't a good thing. Teams like that that uh, they were playing hot. Obviously, the bye week gave, gave them the chance to get their star running back, Derrick Henry, back in the lineup. I bet him the rush for 50 yards. I think he had like 60, and the backup, Dante Foreman, had more yards than him. Uh, Derrick Henry did cash in on the first touchdown, though. I uh, loved it. It was only plus 400. That's why I didn't take yeah. it. It's just there's no odds or there's no value in those odds for the first touchdown, especially when the Bengals uh, get a interception on the first play of the game uh, off Tannehill. Tannehill came to play early on for the Titans, throwing the pick on the first drive. So Yeah, this is an awful start. 
that was a big play for the Bengals. I had them plus four in money line, so I hit I hit a nice couple bats on the Bengals last week. Um, that being said, it's going to be tough for them to for their defense to hold this this high powered Kansas City offense this weekend. But uh, the spread sitting at seven and a half. Uh, the Chiefs money line is minus three fifty five. Bengals sitting at plus two eighty five on the money line, and the over under sitting at fifty four and a half. So. Uh, we'll get right into it. What do you guys like? You know, this this game can go one of two ways, and we've seen it a thousand times where Pat Mahomes makes a really good game going into the fourth quarter, a 21-point blowout. So, you know, I, I think this is a good game for the most part, but I, I think the Chiefs end up running away with it and showing everyone that they're the best team in the league and they're for real again this year. I mean, Joey B and, and the Bengals are now rolling their – on cloud nine, they're they're at a high right now, but I think they've hit their peak. I think in the future, Joey B will be a favorite in the AFC. But as as for now, he's gonna his road's gonna end right here. I think, but I think it'll be a good game. I think he'll put up good numbers. I think uh, he won't go out. He'll go down swinging at least. But looking at this spread right off the bat, I think I think a lot of people it's easier to think the Bengals can keep this close. But I'm sitting right with you. I think it's going to be a close game. Maybe Chiefs jump out to an early lead and you give Burrow a couple of chances. The the consistency that he's had throughout the latter part of this season and throughout the playoffs so far. But like you said, um, no one expected the Bengals to be here. So I'm kind of riding, riding right with you on that one. I think the Chiefs end up winning this game by about 10, 10 maybe 13 points and covering this spread. It's just tough to say with a, a very young and talented quarterback, really for both teams with Burrow and Mahomes. This is a great quarterback matchup, as we saw in uh, I think it was week 17 of this season. The Bengals winning that game outright, so that gives me every more uh, chance to love the Chiefs to win this thing. The minus 355 on the money line isn't too tempting straight up, so uh, you're definitely going to have to throw some points in there, give or take whoever you like, but... I'm leaning more towards the Chiefs. The minus seven and a half sitting at minus one oh four. So looking like we could see some line movement. I think a lot of people are high on the Bengals right now. Like I said, for good reason, but they beat the Raiders and the Titans. I'm not really too sold on who they've beat more. It's been how they've been playing. Uh like I said, when they played the Raiders, I they didn't impress me too much in that game. They gave the Raiders every chance to come back and cover that spread, let alone win the game. Um, save that Jermaine Pratt interception on the on the goal line uh the Bengals are the ones getting knocked out in the wild card game and we would have seen the Vegas Raiders moving on but so we all know what happened the Bengals are still alive going into the AFC championship going into Kansas City my logic behind this game is if the Bills can't beat the Chiefs I, I don't think the Bengals can so it's that simple for me yeah I think we already saw the AFC championship game and granted it was the best game we've seen all year so uh, Chiefs win this game. You know, that connection between Joey B and Jamar Chase is going to be a really good thing for the years to come, but they're in this situation solely based on Joey B, and they need, they need, like, they need linemen. They need a better defense. They just need more of an all-around team to get to the Super Bowl, and they're just not there yet. They'll be there soon, but they got a few years. Joey B's just solidified himself in that conversation for one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. Yeah, I can't agree with that one more. Um, definitely a bright future for the young quarterback at LSU, the national champion. 
I definitely see him getting a Super Bowl at some point. But uh, I just don't think. I think the road's getting a little too tough for him this year. I do think if they somehow manage to win this game, I don't think they will. I like their chances really against – I don't love their chances against either NFC team, but I think if they get through the Chiefs, it's a lot more of a 50-50 toss-up in the Super Bowl for maybe if we get a Bengals-Rams or even a bengals 49 or Super Bowl somehow. That is such an ugly Super Bowl. But <laughs> you can't beat the Chiefs and then lose in the, in the Super Bowl. It's like the, 19, it's like the 1980 Olympics team beating Russia and then losing to Sweden in, in the gold medal game. Yeah, once you – this – if – I, like I'm saying, I think the Chiefs win this game. Not too much of a bold statement, me saying that, but just for the <laughs> sake of a conversation, if the Bengals somehow do win this game, I do like their chances to beat either one of the NFC teams, just riding high, riding that momentum into the Super Bowl. This very young team, uh, everyone's going to say they haven't been there before, they haven't been there before, but really the only other player other than Mahomes that has been there before is Vaughn Miller on the Rams and... Jimmy Garoppolo, so neither one of those players have too much of a say right now. Garoppolo's playoff stats have not been good. He's still there, so... He's riding his defense. Yeah, that defense, everyone knows what happened last week in Green Bay, not scoring an offensive touchdown. And they ended up going into Green Bay and winning, so... The whole offense ran around Devo. I mean, like, he'll throw the ball, he'll run the ball, he'll just... Everything, like, behind... behind, Behind the snap, just like he's just all over the field, you can't, you can't get away from him. Yeah, the dude, and the fact that he went in, I think the second round out of South Carolina is just amazing to me. The receivers like Nikhil Harry and all those kind of guys went before him, and you got a bunch of teams scratching their head watching number nineteen play for San Francisco, and um, that's what happens on draft day. You got a lot of guys that slip through the ranks, overlooked. South Carolina is an SEC football school too. So, but back to this Chiefs Bengals game, we have Tyron Matthew who actually left the game last weekend with a concussion. He was a full participant in Thursday's practice session, so it's looking like the Honey Badger is going to be back and ready to go uh, for the game on Sunday at home against the Bengals. Uh, another big name, not necessarily too big of a name, but a big part of this Chiefs offense throughout the years has been Daryl Williams, the running back. Uh, he had a toe injury; he was limited this week and you got to think with with the little duo they have going of Clyde Edwards Alaire and Jarek McKinnon um, you got to think that if Daryl Williams is even 50 60 percent that he's going to sit this game out with the chance to, to go to the Super Bowl and play in the Super Bowl so um, but I think obviously the biggest one going into this game is going to be the status of Tyron Matthew the, the the big player on the Chiefs defense really him and Chris Jones but you were able to see the Bills kind of exploit the Chiefs defense vertically and the deep ball to Gabe Davis many times. Four to well, yeah. I mean, both of those last two touchdowns were blown coverages in the end zone. Yeah, and you got to think that Tyron Matthew makes one of those plays. Exactly, exactly. I'm not going to say he's the greatest corner or greatest safety ever and he's going to make both those plays and get an interception on one, but you got to think he's tipping one of those balls or something. like Making, a, making noise. Even, yeah, he's even a smart enough player that you take the 15-yard pass interference instead of giving up a 60-yard touchdown to Gabe Davis. Exactly, yeah. Like, Do something about it. Just trip the guy, tackle him, do something other than just players, let him run right past you. Players like that make make plays that save games. Exactly. 
And looking at the Bengals, uh, the injury report for the Bengals, really nothing too big. They got the defense at end Cam, Cam Sample. He had a groin injury uh, that he suffered last week. So uh, he did not participate in practice yesterday. But groin injury, defense end, he's not necessarily too big part of their defense. I, I think he'll get his fair share of snaps. So um, I'm just not too high on the Bengals going into this week. The seven and a half point spread. If it was six and a half, I would absolutely say hammer the Chiefs. That seven and a half just always has a chance to fuck you by the the touchdown with the extra point. But I don't think you have too much to be worried about if you're taking the Chiefs with the points, as I will be. Yeah, I think it's gonna move down to seven as anyway. But uh, I still like them at seven. I think they win by a touchdown. Yeah. I'm gonna see what the the current odds are. I can't get even numbers on alternate spreads for FanDuel, but uh, the six and a half is sitting at the Chiefs minus six and a half sitting at minus one thirty. So if this goes to minus seven, you got to think that'll be sitting around like one twenty, one eighteen. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm all over the Chiefs with the points here. Uh, as far as the passing props, we'll start to look at what we think these young quarterbacks can do. Both quarterbacks having a high number set for them, like I said, for good reason. They've had explosive offenses all season. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be set at 289.5 yards. Joe Burrow, 287.5 yards. What do we like here? Do we think either quarterback goes over? Do we think they both go over? Mackie, what do you think? I mean, you like you got to think that they go over. Like You, you can't expect defense to, to overpower in this game, correct? I, I don't think so at all. I agree. 284, though. They could both have good games, and they could still not throw for 284 yards. 289 and 287. Oh, I thought you said uh, Mahomes is 284. No, 289.5 um, for Mahomes. Burroughs is 287.5. So basically you're betting them both to get to around 290 yards or more. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely like Mahomes. I really like Mahomes. Joey B, I don't know. It just matters, matters how he comes out. Yeah, this is the kind of game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on the over there. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I don't see too much value in Burroughs over, only at minus 114. As far as Mahomes, um, I'm not sure what the trends are on his passing props over, but I did see a uh, a thing where the Chief, some stat about the Chiefs in the playoffs taking Mahomes' rushing yards. It's like 6-0 and or something in the past couple years, and I don't have his exact rushing prop right now, but if you were to bet Mahomes 40-plus rushing yards, you're sitting about plus 188. The 25 is minus 166, so you got to think he set it right around like 32 and a half on the rushing yards. Um, but not a play I'm really loving as he's not necessarily the most – he is a mobile quarterback, but obviously with all the weapons around him, they don't really need him to run the ball too much and put it on the ground with a chance of him taking the hit, and then your half-a-billion-dollar quarterback could be down and potentially miss the Super Bowl even if they do somehow still win this game without him. Yeah, I wouldn't really uh, get near the the Russian props too much. I don't really like to stay. I like to stay away from that. Got any um first touchdown scores? Yeah, let me get. We'll get into the touchdowns right here. Let's look at the first touchdown scores for the Chiefs and Bengals. The favorite, the two favorites are going to be as usual. The big dogs from Kansas City, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, plus six hundred. Uh, sitting right behind him is Jamar or is Joe Mixon plus seven hundred, Jamar Chase plus eight hundred, Jarek McKinnon plus eight fifty, and the guy who did it last week, Project Pat Mahomes plus a thousand. 
Where's Clyde? Sitting right with Patrick Mahomes, plus 1,000. I kind of like Clyde. They're little stupid flick plays that they do on the two-yard line. Yeah, I don't know why Jarek McKinnon's more favorite than Clyde. I'm not going to lie. I bet Jarek McKinnon anytime touchdown scorer last week. Or not anytime, next touchdown scorer I got. It was like plus 1,400 when I bet it. And they fucking went. I forget who scored. I think it was that play he went deep to Pringle. Pringle was like plus 2,900 to score the next touchdown. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, dude. I can't catch a break. I was just live betting stupid props on that game. but Losing, losing so much. Oh, yeah, man. I learned my lesson. I was doing live drives. Um, I had the Chiefs kick a field goal on the one. It was like plus four. No, plus 340. Uh, that hit. I went right back with the Bills, the punt. They were on that punt streak where they just kept punting the ball. And couldn't really get much going in throughout the middle part of that game. And I look, I literally look up after I place the bet, and it's a fucking 60-plus yarder deep to Gabe Davis in the, touch, in the end zone. I was like, wow, That's that was crazy. the fastest $100 I've ever lost in my life. Yeah, like, you just... I you, hit, get too, you get too money hungry and you start throwing money where you shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. I placed, dude, I put the, I hit place bet. I screenshotted it. It's like, cause I never, I hate logging in and out and shit to look at what I'm, my, my bets are for the week. I screenshot it. I'm looking at it in my images. First play, boom, Gabe Davis, 60 plus yards in the end zone. One play, first and 10. I was like, Wow. That 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 went quick. It was it was a fun bet, really. It was. It was fun losing a hundred dollars in five seconds. Something but, different every day. Yeah. Seriously. And then um, just a bunch of stupid props that I didn't hit in that game. That was a tough game for me. I did hit the Chiefs on the money line, but it wasn't too anything big of a payout. Only the the minus one twenty on the money line. So um, can't complain about a hit. But with how many fucking losing props I had in that game, I was pretty disappointed with myself. Yeah, they did my card. I've been doing uh, really good lately. My NHL, I've been killing the NHL. Yeah, you. I was going to say, you've had a couple nice fucking nights with the NHL, that's for sure. Tonight I had a pretty rough night, but... Um, tonight? Yeah. What'd really you bet bad, tonight? Actually. Oh, what did I bet? I had Toronto minus one and a half. They fucking couldn't put the empty net in. I had uh, Blues. They I had Blues money line. They won. I had Isles money line. They lost three two, and then I had Hurricanes minus one and a half. They won. They only yeah. won by one. Yeah, they won in, a, in a, overtime. Yeah. So I went one and three. It was pretty bad. I lost like, like four hundred dollars, four and change. But I was up like five, like fifteen this week. So yeah, you're having a good week. So you were due. You, were, mm-hmm. you hate to say it, but you're almost due for one of those nights when you're having a exactly. Really good I, I kind of yeah. knew it. I I knew it coming into the night. I was like, it's a bad slate. I don't even like it. But you gotta ride the hot hand, you know. Yeah, when you're hot, you're hot. But you always can't be. You can't ever be too surprised whenever you're up that big and you have a one and three night. I've been there, done that. I've had worse nights after a big week and really just kills your confidence going into the rest of the week, but you got to have the just, mentality it, to bounce back tomorrow. It kind of humbles you because you're just like on top of the world and you're like, shit, I can actually lose money. I got to be more careful. Exactly. Like me with those fucking prop bets on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, because you think you're going to hit everything and then you're like, damn, I, 
lost everything. <laughs> I hit the first drive. I bet I was like, yeah, field goal. That was the easiest three hundred forty dollars I've ever won in my life. I'm gonna do this all day. <laughs> I'm gonna bet every drive. Next three, loser, loser, loser. <laughs> Unreal, bro. It's crazy how it happens. But um, as far as the anytime touchdown, we have some any we have some heavy odds on the two favorites again from Kansas City. Uh, Kelsey, the all outright favorite at minus one fifty five. Hill minus one fifty, Mixon minus one forty, Mar Chase minus one fifteen, McKinnon plus one oh five, and your boy Clyde Edwards Alaire sitting at plus one forty. Mahomes anytime to rush one in is still plus one fifty five. I'd like to see him sitting in the two hundreds, but he's been showing that he's gonna move this ball around. And another guy that has snuck up these odds is Byron Pringle after the big game last week catching the ball in the end zone plus one seventy. I feel like the odds aren't there. There's so many, so many people in the in the minus. There's so many people that both of these teams can get the ball to, and that's. I say so many people that both these teams can get the ball to. Let me see: one, two, three, four, five, six of the top nine are Chiefs. Yeah, six of the top nine are Kansas City Chiefs. So, unless you're really, unless you're betting Hill or Kelsey. First touchdown. I really don't see too much value in any of these touchdown scores. As far as, like, dude, you're yeah. telling me Byron Pringles plus 170? Yeah, come on. The only one I really think it's worth money is McCole Hardman plus 260. That's even pushing it. Yeah. That's even looking for a heavy plus bet. Like, I, I would never advise to do that, but I don't like any of these plays on the any timer. Yeah, no. I like, the, I like some first touchdowns, but. Anytimes. I wish they had the first team touchdown scores up because that's something I've been looking in lately. Oh, they do have it. First team touchdown score. Um, these odds are a little bit better. Getting Kelsey at plus three sixty, uh, Hill at plus three sixty again. The tie they've been tied with almost everything. So uh, McKinnon five hundred, Alaire plus six hundred. But in my opinion, if you think the, I think the Chiefs are going to score first in the game out. And anyway, if you're going to, if you're going to bet first team touchdown, you're going to bet Bengals. I was going to say you're going to take Jamar Chase or Joe Mixon or someone on the Bengals. Um, I think there's some value with Mixon plus two seventy, but even at that, with, with how pass heavy this offense is, it's just, Mixon's more of a second quarter, third quarter kind of guy to get in the end zone to give him like a fourteen point game or. Um, not necessarily a 14-point game, but get their second or third touchdown of the game if the offense is rolling and has everything clicking for them. Yeah, you're going to – I don't know. It's just – wait, do you have the do you have the Bengals for any time? First team or, or – Bengals first team touchdown? Yeah, Mixon is – Mixon actually has the best odds out of everyone on the, for the first team. Chiefs or Bengals plus 270. Jamar Chase plus 310. T. Higgins plus 470. And the next Cincinnati Bengal would be your boy CJ Ozuma plus seven hundred. CJ Ozuma, how can you fade him? I like Boyd. Like sitting right there with him at seven hundred, but um, no, nah, I don't like Boyd. Boyd's been Ozuma's—he's a, a red zone target, man. Yeah, I, he's, know. I, I don't know. I just—I like don't really like any Bengals props this weekend. Yeah, I like the value in that plus seven hundred for any time or for the first for the team. Yeah, dude, 
Pring, they're high on Pringle this week. Someone's fucking smoking some crack, t- making these odds for Byron Pringle plus seven hundred for the first team touchdown. I, I don't or, see. I don't. Or see they know? Or they know something? Seriously, dude. I don't know. Maybe I'm the one smoking crack over here. I don't know. These odds just don't look right for me. I don't. I don't think there's any value in Byron Pringle. I mean, I've been high on him all year. I've been saying it's not just Kelsey and Hill. It's Pringle. It's Hardman. It's Demarcus Robinson for the Chiefs. But I don't know. His odds are – I'd like to see him in the plus 1,000, even for the first team. Yeah, definitely. You'd expect so. Yeah, I mean, unless unless there's some kind of injury for McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson where they might not get as many snaps, where they're going to play. Yeah, I don't just... know why – I feel like Pringle and Hardman are, like, the same. Like, they're the exact right same If anything, level. I think Hardman's a little better. Yeah, well, even so, like, why, I don't know why his odds are so much lower than – Plus 250 higher, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see too much value in any of these props for this game. If you're looking for a pick, I like the Chiefs with the points. Jesse, what do you like? You haven't really been talking too much. So this is a interesting game this week. Cincinnati is five and zero against the spread in its last five. Seven one against the spread in its last eight on the road. Kansas City is five and zero against the spread in its last five at home. So a lot of very similar trends this week. But I do think the Chiefs are going to get it done. I don't think you can bet against Pat Mahomes. Um, minus 104, you know, you're not. You might see some movement there. If you can get it lower, that's the way to go. It's seven, seven, seven and a half. You're going to be rolling the same way. They got to get it done in regular time. Yeah, I don't see a situation where the Bengals can force overtime, but uh, if somehow the Bengals have a lead and they're da- and the Chiefs are down seven and Pat Mahomes gets a two-minute drill, uh, I think you can count on overtime. But I don't see that being a situation. I'll be taking Chiefs with the points. Uh, as, far yeah, as, say, as far as uh, the over-under, 54.5, just for the sake of a conversation, I hate to... I don't know. It's such a high over-under. I don't really know if the Bengals are going to be able to hang with the Chiefs too much, but this Chiefs offense is capable capable of putting up 34 points any given Sunday or more. Um, and that being, I will never, I will never ever take a Chiefs under. Yeah, never. That, and that being, even said, if I don't like, even if I don't like the over, I will never take the under. There's just there's just way too many weapons. There's so many chances for them to score. They could score any given play. You can't. Take any. They scored 25 minutes after the two-minute warning in that game against the Bills. Pat Mahomes threw for 177 yards after the two-minute warning. There's game. There's multiple games where quarterbacks don't even throw for 177 yards in four quarters. He did it in the, in the final two minutes and then one drive in overtime. He, I was gonna say he did it in two minutes and Allen had the ball for one of those minutes. It's, Fucking insane, dude! You cannot take an under in that with that team. You just can't. He's too. He's There's too no way. good. Um, it's just tough. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of see some early struggles for the Bengals, but it could just be me saying Chiefs. I like the Chiefs with the points here, so I'm hoping they jump out to maybe a ten nothing lead or something like that. But uh, as far as the first half, the first half spread, uh, it's sitting right now at Chiefs minus four and a half. I'm kind of liking that. I like that. Um, I think they do get out to the early lead, uh, maybe by a touchdown by halftime, and 
I think they are able to cover a four and a half point spread in the first half, carry that into the second half and roll with the seven and a half and head to a, what would this be, a third consecutive Super Bowl for Mahomes? Yeah. This is fourth straight AFC championship. The dude runs the AFC right now. There's no one. Um, I mean, obviously the Bills looked like they were going to, had a, they had anything to say about it other than 13 seconds with a couple timeouts for Pat. Um, would be talking Bills, Bengals right now, but it's not what we're talking. Chiefs are here, fourth straight year. Um, I like the, I like the Chiefs in this game. I'm really all Chiefs. I think I'm going to ride with you there. I think we're all thinking the same way. Chiefs all the way. Let's lock it in. Moving forward, you've got the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. We've got the Rams favorited at minus 3.5. The money line at minus 176. San Francisco's money line at plus 148. And the over-under at 45.5. The 49ers are 2-0 against the Rams already in this season. Let's not forget how the 49ers got into the playoffs. What was it, a 17-point comeback by Jimmy G and then an overtime winner? Yeah, I bet the 49ers in that game. That was a crazy hit. I, I mean, there's no way they, they, they go 3-0 and against them in one year. There's just no, there's no chance. I, and the, have you seen the Rams lately? They're, nobody's stopping them. Matt Stafford's playing like an MVP quarterback. They're, that's a, all they they're need. a cover zero away from blowing a 27-3 lead. Against the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, I mean, this, I'm not saying the 49ers are that good, but I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of holes in this Rams team whenever they're playing. Uh, I don't want to say holes in this team when they're playing on any given Sunday, but there's a lot of things that could go wrong for this team. The defense is obviously built to win a championship. They have been built to win a championship for the past couple seasons. Getting there against the Patriots, losing that game 13-10. to One of the most boring Super Bowls I've ever watched in my life. But 13-3, they didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, you're right, 13-3, same thing. I mean, you had Jared Goff at quarterback. You couldn't expect much, but... That was the end of Jared Goff. Yeah, exactly. And, I don't know, this three-and-a-half point spread, I think in my role with divisional games is give, don't take, but I don't have too much faith in Jimmy G either. So I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game, as FanDuel thinks the same thing with the over-under sitting nine points lower than the other game, 45-and-a-half. So um, I don't know. The plus three-and-a-half for the 49ers is a little tempting to me. It doesn't mean me saying I don't think the Rams can win this game, but I, I really think the 49ers have the Rams' number this year, showing that they can come back from a 17-point deficit. I don't like their chances to do that again if the Rams jump out to an early lead. But the Rams in that second half, the miscommunications, uh, it's tough to say you're going to do that two weeks in a row. But um, this 49ers defense, and I'm not even going to go there and say the special teams looks unstoppable because it's fucking special teams. And, yeah, it, it can win and lose games. But yeah, it's really all about the defenses in this game. you got the, the high-flying 49ers and the, the, the Rams. It's going to be, a, it's gonna be a, a tough game for both teams. I think both offenses throw a couple picks, a couple turnovers either way. But as far as right now, I'm not really sure who I love in this game. I think the 49ers, I'm leaning towards the plus three and a half. But I don't know. Right now, I'm not, I'm not really willing to make a pick on this game right now. Yeah, I'm definitely um, 
I'm definitely leaning Rams here. I, I think they get it done here. I, I might buy the half a point to make it three if it's still sitting at three and a half just because of how many games come down to last second field goals. Yeah, I think this Rams team is just it's just too good. They're they're too hot right now to to let a team come in and beat them for a third time in, the, in one season. I just don't see it happen. You know how hard it is to beat any team three times in one season rather than a good playoff team, a divisional winner team? I just – I. I can't see it happening. I do think the 49ers have the better head coach. Everyone high on McVay over the past couple of years. I, 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 like- I, I think I think that the like they've coached together for the past fifteen years. Like, yeah, they coached in where they coach in Washington, Washington, Minnesota. I think. I thought it was Cincinnati. It might have been Cincinnati. It I don't know. But they moved together multiple times. They they coached uh, RG three in, in Washington. I know that. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. I think the the coaching is pretty equal in this matchup. Sean McVay is a pretty good coach. I'm not taking away anything away from Kyle Shanahan, but they're both very good coaches. Yeah. Um. The only thing for me, I really could care less who wins this game. I'm a Seahawks fan. I have fucking two teams from the NFC West and the fucking <laughs> NFC Championship. But um, the NFC West showing its dominance throughout the past couple years. Really, the past 10 years, we've had a Seahawks, 49ers, Seahawks, all their success over the past couple years, the Rams of late, and really the 49ers going to the Super Bowl two years ago against the Chiefs to lose. Really, the NFC West has shown its dominance over the past 10 years, which is most impressive to me that we have yet another NFC West divisional game in the conference championship. Yeah, that, that um, as we know, that division is probably the best division in football. With the most uh, competitors, you got the Seahawks at the bottom of the division with one of the best quarterbacks in the leagues. But um, yeah, they they show even the Forty ers alone. Like they're two out of three Super Bowls. You have the Rams right before that. The Rams are always a powerhouse. Division's just lethal, you know. I don't know how much cap space the Se- or the Seahawks have, but a little off topic here. I'd love the Seahawks to make a play for one of these receivers in free agency, whether it be Devontae, Mike Williams. I think they're good. I think they're going the opposite direction. With what? What do you mean? They're tanking. Russ Russ is going to try to get out of there. I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're turning around right now. It, it, I think it's either turn around now or, he, like you said, he's gone. I think he's gone. I, I don't think he's going to be there anymore. I wouldn't mind him coming to Pittsburgh, that's think, for sure. Imagine that's your – Dream NFL scenario right there. Yeah. Talk about a fill-in for Ben. <laughs> He's, I mean, Russ hasn't had a defense like this. I mean, we're going way off topic here, but he hasn't had a defense like that since 2013 when they won the Super Bowl. 13 or 15? 13. They lost in fi- They lost in 14. They won in 13. Was that long ago? The 12th man, dude. I was, in, Sherman dude, against I was in Crabtree. I was in ninth grade when that play happened. That was so long ago. Damn. Yeah. Almost nine years ago. It was nine years ago. I don't know why I'm saying almost. It was yeah. nine years ago. Sorry, receiver like Crabtree. It's a result you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, back to this game. I don't know. I'm going to be making a pick on this game. Uh, definitely closer to Sunday, probably Sunday afternoon. I'm going to have to see, like, right before who I really like, who I'm feeling. But really going either – I really could go either way on this game. Last set, I could love the 49ers so much that I just bet the Rams because I'm just – I, I don't know. 
It's just kind of gambler's logic on that. When you love something so much, you got to wonder if you just go the other way. But sometimes, sometimes I trust my gut. Sometimes I fade myself. So really, this kind of, is the perfect definition of a game that I will wait until the last second to make a pick on. Yeah, you're probably going to see uh, Rams minus three on my card or minus four, whatever it's at. But uh, nothing official yet. We got any uh, touchdown scores? Yeah, we'll get into the first touchdown scores. Or Jesse, who do you like in this game? Honestly, I think 49ers might be the way to go here based on the trends I'm about to read. San Francisco has always been a moneymaker for betters in January. They've covered nine straight and are 16-4-1 against the spread in 21 games during January. Damn. San Francisco is 5-0 and straight up in their last five games against the Rams. And they're six and one against the spread in their last seven. Uh, now for the Rams, they're seven and one straight up in their last eight, and one and four against the spread in their last five Sunday home games. So, with those trends in mind, I think the plus three and a half might be the way to go. If you you know see a team lose by a field goal yet again. You cover with that plus three and a half, and I think that's a smart move. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing right here. If this, I think this could be a, like a definite field goal game. If this game was sitting at Rams minus two and a half, I'd probably be all over the Rams. Uh, just the thought of possibly the Rams winning another one by a last second field goal doesn't would not surprise me. You know, we'll see what we'll see what I like closer to Sunday. I have to agree there. It's tough. This 49ers defense just looks legit. Bosa, Warner, all the corners and defensive backs this team has, they look legit. Same, same to say for the Rams. This is a very, like I said, very defensive game. That, somehow that under 45.5 is looking tempting to me. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but life's too short to bet the under, Huff. Divisional game in the playoffs, dude. I think this rule, that rule doesn't apply here. Fair enough. I'd like I'd like to I'd like to maybe tease the other games over lower and then raise this one's under. I might be looking at a play like that. I don't know if I've ever done that before. It might be a first timer for me. On or off the card. That's not worth it. Yeah, the under I could do over forty nine and a half Chiefs Bengals and under uh, 50 and a half for Niners Rams minus 110 that's the thing it sucks with two games is I usually like to do two or three leg teasers and I'd like to get this game maybe like 50 under or over 46 and a half under 53 and a half and then I just wish it was another game I could throw in there but usually I miss on that third leg so maybe it's a good thing there's only two games as far as the first touchdown scores for this game Let's see here. Let me pull these up. The heavy favorite, Cooper Cup plus 500. Debo Samuel plus 600. Elijah Mitchell, 650. Akers, 650. My boy OBJ, who I hit on a couple weeks ago, you got to think I'm looking at his name twice, uh, plus 800. Sitting right there with Kittle at plus 950 to round out that top six. Kittle. Yeah, dude, when I hit him, he was plus 1,050. 
Yeah, come on. Smack. It's a little low. I had a, uh, what's it called? I had OBJ and Gronk in that game to score first, just hoping I could get one of them in. And that's why I don't do two first off the first touchdown scores because it takes a guy that's, yeah, Kendall Blanton plus 4,300 to get in the – Ends up first this week. Any interest there? What is he? Plus forty three hundred. <laughs> no shot. He goes back to back. You have a better chance of Kyle Uzcheck twenty four hundred. I think there's some value there. Uh, the you have a better chance of the Forty ers or Rams defense getting in first at twenty four hundred and twenty five hundred, and. Just one crazy odds that I don't mind is Juwan Jennings for the 49ers. If the 49ers can get in the end zone first, Garoppolo has shown that uh, when, when Debo's covered, they look to number 15, Juwan Jennings. He's been consistent throughout. The- what are the odds there? 2,500. Worth a sprinkle. Yeah. Throw $10, win 250 Yeah, that's worth it. There's a lot. Uh, this yeah, game, the first is um... a lot more appealing to me than the other one. Yeah, definitely. I think there's uh, some value in Cam Akers and a little in Eli Mitchell. Kittle has good value too. I don't know why his he's so high. Plus nine hundred. You said nine fifty. Nine fifty. I like. I also am not hating on Sony Michelle plus fourteen hundred. It's not bad either. Yeah, he he could very well just be out there with Cam, as as Cam Akers, Cam. Yeah. Another guy that Stafford looks to a lot is this was my logic going into that game when I had OBJ. First in the the Rams Cardinals game, Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson plus fifteen hundred. Knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, he's a sleeper. Cup is. I don't think there's any value. I don't think there's any value in Cup or Debo plus five hundred plus six hundred. Yeah. You know? I mean, Jake's- my luck. I'll take Van Jefferson. They'll throw it to him. He'll drop it in the end zone. And then Cooper Cup will run a fucking jet sweep into the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Well, they know you have it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I just can't believe last week I was watching the game and they were like, and Kendall Blanton gets in, touchdown Rams. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, I was sitting there. I had like four props on it. I had like, I forget who I had. I had Dude, his any- Mike Evans. His anytime was probably plus 2,800. It was ridiculous. I was texting my boy about it. I was, he was behind and I was like, literally useless. He was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's... There's a lot. I think there's a lot of value in some of these picks for the first touchdown. A guy that made me some money early on, I hit a next touchdown score. It was like the fourth touchdown of the game. It was like 49ers Rams. I don't even remember. Or 49ers. Maybe it was the Rams. I wanted to say Ra- I meant to say Raiders the first time, but I think it was the Rams. I had Ayuk next touchdown score. It was like plus 1900. I put 50 bucks on it. That was a fat payout of 800 bucks. It was nice. That is nice. That's huge. You love hitting those. It gets the blood boiling. Yeah, it, gets, it really gets the fire going in the third quarter in a 17-3 game. <laughs> makes every play interesting. <laughs> you're sitting there in a fucking three-score game with two minutes just left, and you're just trying to go down the field, and you're screaming at the TV. <laughs> and Rob's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Like, you wouldn't understand. wouldn't understand. I just won $800. <laughs> yeah. Won't we'll be laughing at you then. Dude, I'll never forget the the. I don't know if I told you this, Mackie. The weekend when the Steelers and Jags won, um, I wake up the one morning on the news. It says, you know, 
if you were to put $100 on the Steelers and Jaguars both to win yesterday, you would have won $2,358. My mom texts me later that day and goes, I bet you didn't take this, and sends me a picture of that on the news. I go, are you fucking kidding me? You just sent me that? Are you calling me out for not betting the fucking Jaguars and Steelers money line? <laughs> and then the next week I hit OBJ. Up by your mom. Next week I hit OBJ, and I was like screaming. She's like, what the fuck are you yelling about? I'm like, uh, I just won $1,000, so... Keep laughing. Yeah, keep laughing. Now I want my grand. Twenty three hundred would be nice, but I'll take my hit. Yeah, never complain about money. Yeah, exactly, but I'm really liking a couple of these plays here. If I had to just pick three, looking at the odds, um, or no, I'll pick two for each team. Just kind of who I would be leaning towards. It would definitely be Elijah Mitchell six fifty for the Forty ers and Kittle nine fifty. Uh, like you said, I don't think there's too much value in Debo at 600. I think he's his anytime is going to be sitting heavy low. Uh, no, really, minus 105. I think there's some value there for Debo, but I think you have the better chance with the the anytime than the first uh, with a guy like him, knowing he, the game plan is going to be to stop 19 uh, for the Rams defense. So, uh, like I said, Elijah Mitchell 650, Kittle 950, and then as far as the Rams. I'm leaning towards Sony Michelle fourteen hundred and um, Van Jefferson fifteen hundred for a pick. There's some value in both, all all four of those really. Yeah, I agree with you on those uh, Niners. I like Eli Mitchell and I like Kittle. I think there's good value in both of them. But uh, Rams side, I'm gonna go with Cam Akers. What was he plus six fifty with eight hundred? What was he plus six fifty? He's tied with Eli Mitchell. All right, I like Cam Akers, and then. I don't know. I guess I can go. I guess I can go uh, OBJ plus nine hundred. Neither of us said the 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 tight end for the Rams, Higby. Do you have any interest in him? Higby. I don't know. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't either. I kind of leaned into the anytime touchdown scores a lot, a lot more even odds for this game. Um, we said the last one had a lot of weapons. It's the NFC and AFC Championship weekend. These are the best teams in the NFL, according to the playoffs so far. So, uh, Cooper Cup, the favorite. He's been the favorite all season to get in the end zone anytime. Uh, he's sitting at minus 145. Akers and Debo tied at minus 105. And then you jump up to the plus bets. You get Eli Mitchell, plus 105. OBJ, plus 140. Kittle, plus 165. Uh, Higby, 210. And Van Jefferson, 260. So, I think there's some value in Debo anytime minus 105. Yeah, I like that. It's really the only play I like. Though. I don't really like you. I usually don't like any any times because I don't like the odds on them. But um, Debo minus 105. I feel like that's free money. Yeah, I like that a lot. As far as the Rams, I think I think I'm looking at the same thing with where's Sony Michelle? Plus 300 anytime. Is he like not? Is he hurt? Okay, where's this injury report? I'm looking. What's going on with Sony Michelle, dude? He's downgraded. There's nothing wrong with Sony Michelle. Taylor Rapp. Never heard of him. Van Jefferson Knee was a limited participant in practice Thursday. There's why he has some higher odds. That'll do it. But anything else with the Rams, they look like a full go. Backup quarterback's questionable, so look out for him. <laughs> Let me pull up the 49ers here. Elijah Mitchell knee 
Trent Williams, questionable. Be a limited participant Thursday. So he was a limited participant. Yeah, Trent Williams. Yeah, he's questionable. An ankle sprain in Saturday's win over the Packers. Two huge pieces for this 49ers offense. Um, one guy blocking for the other. And Mitchell kind of having a breakout season. I'm not going to lie. I'm a football guy. I have no idea where Elijah Mitchell went to school or where the hell he came from. Um, if you had a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you if he got drafted or not. So the dude's been profitable all season with his props. He really has. I know a lot of people that have been taking him first at any time, and they've been making some serious money on Elijah Mitchell. But I definitely think there's some value in him for this game. As far as the any time, what was he sitting at? Uh, plus 105. So, um, But I don't know. It's just tough for me to say. I, I hate picking two any timers from the same team because the some teams only score two touchdowns and then the rest is field goals. So it's like the odds of you picking both of their touchdowns are so slim. Yes, it's tough. You're better off picking one for each team and just not caring about who wins the game, but like taking like Debo and like OBJ, just for example. What are the odds on that? Plus 403, just for a little wide receiver touchdown parlay. That's what I mean. Like, you put them together, you can get some serious props, but I don't think there's any value in putting two dudes from the same team together. If you were to do Debo and Elijah, it's only plus 360. Still good odds, but like I said, the odds of calling two touchdowns from the same team, the only team I would do that with is the Chiefs. Yeah, you're, you're taking uh, – you're, you're asking for a lot there. Yeah. You got a better you got a better chance to hit something else at plus 360. I was – yeah, maybe like a – Chiefs to kick a field goal on a live drive. Exactly. Um, we'll look at the passing props. We'll look at some of the props for this game before we wrap up this week. Uh, Stafford sitting at 277.5. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo sitting at 228.5. The lowest of all the quarterbacks this weekend. Uh, it's going to go Mahomes, then Burrow. Very close, separated by two yards as they were 289 and 287. Uh, then the drop down to Stafford sitting at 277.5. And, and like I said, Garoppolo, 228.5. So, uh, Mackie, which way are you leaning on these? I don't like either over here, considering I like the. I, I think this is definitely a defensive heavy game. Um, I think that, if anything, Stafford has a better chance of going over. I don't think Garoppolo reaches 200 yards in this game. Yeah, I was just going to see value in Garoppolo bench. under 228 and maybe a. Maybe a same game parlay if you're into that kind of stuff, but yeah, even if they win this game, I still don't see him going over two twenty. Yeah, big defensive game, Stafford interception, lot of Elijah Mitchell, a lot of jet sweeps to Debo. I could see him ending this. If the Forty Nineers win this game, and he has one hundred sixty yards, no touchdowns, no picks, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, exactly. He can have that. That's that low key of a game and still get out of it alive, just like he did last. And then week. get waxed in the Super Bowl by the Chiefs. I, I kind of want that to happen, but I don't want him getting the satisfaction of getting to another Super Bowl. Dude, you know how much money he'll get in free agency if he goes to another Super Bowl? Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a scam artist, in my opinion. If people in Pittsburgh want the Steelers to sign him. I'm like, why? That'd be the worst thing to happen to the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, why do we want... Uh, dude, there's a lot of teams that are saying he's like a really good candidate to fill in for them. I'm like, he's not a good candidate for the team he's on. Let alone a new team. He has to go learn a new playbook. He's not. He's not someone to be scouted like for you guys. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not really too high on him, but 
like I said, I'll make my pick for this game closer to Sunday. I think I'm leaning 49ers plus three and a half, but that's if I can talk myself into Jimmy Garoppolo has a decent game. Exactly. You gotta you gotta bet on your quarterback first. So. Like I said, uh, that unders that unders appealing to me, and it's looking like it's gonna go up. So I don't know. We'll see. Definitely the under as well. We'll look at these. We'll look at the the receiving and rushing props real quick in the first half. We'll start with the first half. Uh, the first half spread is gonna be yeah Rams minus two and a half. Sitting at a heavy minus one twenty five. Just because I think it's either the the 49ers win this thing, win the first half outright, or they don't just cover a two-and-a-half-point spread. Um, so, last week I didn't... Yeah, this isn't coming down to one or two points in the first quarter, it comes, or the first half. It comes down to a seven-point lead or a tie game. or an, That's know, really the only time plus two-and-a-half in the first half is valuable, is you're betting on the game to be tied. Yeah, exactly. Or your team le- leading. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, a really nice play I had last week was it, me and you kind of talked this on the podcast was Bengals first half money line three way, got it at like plus one thirty, and I took under twenty four and a half or twenty five and a half first half. It was a fucking lock, the, the whole way. I loved that play. The play what was it? What was the what was the score I have? I'm not sure. I know it hit. Let me check. Nine to six. I think, I think it was nine to six check here. I want to get an official number. 9 to 6. Yeah, it was easy. I, yeah, I attempted to spare. No touchdowns in the first half, but Titans, no, Titans they got, got that touchdown, touchdown and went for two for no reason. Yeah, why'd they go for two? I wasn't even yeah, dude, watching. Because Vrabel thinks he's a genius. Like, all these quarterbacks, or all these fucking NFL coaches that are young, they think going for two is the new way in the NFL. Take the point. Take the point. Especially in a situation like that. Like, why are you going for two in a situation like that? Nine to six. You can make it a nine to eight. Woohoo. It's nine seven. A field goal still wins it. No, I think it was I think it was six nothing at the time, so they scored it. It, made it, no, six, no, no. Six. it was six to three when they scored the touchdown. No no no. I think oh, it was, was it? I think it did make it six to six. I could be wrong. Because the, the Bengals only it definitely got, didn't make it nine to six. The Bengals only got three points off of that um the first quarter, the first drive interception by Tannehill, the Titans defense held them uh, to a field goal. Yeah, it was 6 nothing. Yeah, it was 6 nothing. Henry got the touchdown. They failed the two-point conversion. And then McPherson hit another field goal. McPherson was the fucking player of the game. Uh, but the real, the real shout-out that deserves in that game that we totally didn't even talk about was the fact that Joe Burrow got sacked nine times in that game, still winning the game outright as an underdog. Yeah, I don't really... I don't really think that's a good thing. No, I'm saying. I mean, obviously, it's obviously obviously that's more of a prop to the Titans' defense. It just shows how bad, yeah, bad their offense was all game. That the defense was putting them in the field position they needed, backing up the Bengals' offense every single drive. Um, There wasn't many drives where the Bengals looked like they had guaranteed points on the board, even after getting an interception and basically starting the game on the Titans' 35-yard line. Yeah, they only got three points out of that too. And then it was sketchy, dude. They got sacked back to like the 40-something, and McPherson nailed like a 50-some yarder. It was... Got, got, got confidence in their kicker. Yeah. Did you see that, what they tweeted? That's why you draft a kicker. It's like, you guys are the first team to draft a kicker. Don't act like you're the first team to do that. <laughs> Colts drafted, uh, what's his name, Blankenship from Georgia. 
He was a stud his rookie year. A lot of quarterbacks are studs yeah. their rookie years because they just don't give a shit. They just have like no pressure on them. I feel like I don't know. I feel like the more long, the longer you're in the NFL, I feel like the more the pressure builds. Is like, like guys like Chris Boswell and Tucker. They talk about all these. Oh, he hasn't missed a field goal from forty yards in in ten years. It's like boom, he's gonna miss this one. Yeah, why do you say something, yeah. you idiot? Like, say it after. Like, say it after he makes it, be like, and he has now made 41 straight. Don't say he hasn't missed. Like, you were asking to jinx the dude. Especially Chris Collinsworth. I swear he does it on purpose. That's another reason I don't want the Bengals to win this game. I can't listen to fucking Chris Collinsworth for a year saying, oh, the Bengals won the AFC. They went to the Super Bowl. you got to look out for this team in the future. Yeah, we know you got to look out for the Bengals in the future. Shut up, Chris Collinsworth. I'm sick of hearing you on fucking commentating games. I don't even know how he still has a job doing that, dude. He's I can't stand listening to that guy call games. There's my little rant. Of the dude, you can't, you can't you can't tell that man he he can't talk officiate or um announce games anymore. Dude, he's been doing it forever. It's like <sighs> Al Michaels. Al Michaels literally puts him on his back and carries him. Yeah, I love Al Michaels. I think he's a beast. But. Looking at these rushing and receiving props for this 49ers-Rams game real quick before we sound off for the week and head into NFC-AFC Championship weekend. Cam Akers sitting at 61.5. Ebo Samuel sitting at 40.5. Elijah Mitchell, 72.5. And And Matt Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo sitting at 2.5 for Stafford and and 1.5 for Jimmy G. So stupid ass fucking. Me Jimmy G over one and a half. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, until he needs the ball and, the he, and he That's loses two yards at the end of That's the game. That's the thing. You just need him to get like an eight yard rush once, and then he can kneel. He can yeah. kneel the ball three times, and he'll hit it two at two yards. Because the average kneel, they t- yeah. unless like they do that bullshit double step back like Mahomes did. It's two yards. Yeah, it's two yards. It's two yards. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't like those quarterbacks, especially when they don't run the ball. Yeah, exactly. It's just tough saying. It's like betting Big Ben, the fucking tree to rush for one and a half yards. It's just tough when the quarterback isn't, especially with all the weapons they have. Each of these teams have two, three running backs they can go to. Uh, Mitchell, Debo, Jeff Wilson even. They have just skill and speed all over the field. I don't know if they're going to be looking at Garoppolo to rush the ball too much. It'll be more of a scramble, get out of the pocket. He might slide for three. And then even then, I don't know if I like it. But um, one I'm yeah, I don't know. scary for me is over 61 and a half. I think, really, there's not an over in this that I love. I think there's value with Debo just because you know he's going to get used in the rushing game. But you got to think the, the Rams, if they're smart, they're game planning for the number 19 all, all week. And I've been saying it all well, yeah, you got you got to have your eyes on him the entire time. I mean, everything runs through that guy. Even if he doesn't get the ball, he's a distraction. Whatever he whatever he's doing, he's out there doing something. But I think there's more value in Mitchell. Surprisingly, at seventy two and a half to go over than Acres, and I don't really love either over at all. I just think the Forty ers are a much more run heavy offense. Obviously, with uh, Garoppolo, like we said, uh, between Debo and Mitchell, they're known to get yards on the ground. Yeah, I just like to stay away from it because you know you can have fifteen yards for five minutes left in the game, and you can get a 60, 60 70 yard run and go over. So you know you never. I don't really like touching those over under on rushing yards. And we will take a peek at the the receiving props. 
the the big dog Cooper Cup sitting the only one sitting in triple digits at one oh three and a half. OBJ fifty two and a half. George Kittle fifty two and a half. Debo fifty one and a half. Uh Ayuk forty nine and a half and Higby for the Rams thirty nine and a half. Out of that I, I love Debo. Just if Garoppolo's gonna drop back to pass Balls, there's a very good chance the ball's going to Kittle, Debo, or the guy I said earlier, Juwan Jennings. I don't, they don't even have his prop set, do they? Yeah, 23 and a half. Yeah, but you can, dude, you could have Debo, and then, like, you could see him running down the field, and you're, and then you realize that he, it was a running that's, play. That's like, the worst know? part with a guy like that. You can't just take, like, receiving yards with him. You'd have to do, like, total, total yards. yards. Yeah. But I, uh, I like, I, I like Cobb, dude. He got, he got over 100 yards in the first. Basically, the first quarter last. Guys, guys, been killing his his player props. He's guaranteed to get the ball at least five times a game. He's getting at least seventy yards every single game. Like eight receptions a game, let alone how many times they throw the ball to him. Dude, it's ridiculous. The guy's guaranteed to hit his player props over ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Now that I'm saying this, of course he's not going to hit it this he's week. Get but... Guys, just a beast, dude. Had an unreal year. Triple crown. To sound it off, um, Jesse, you got any of these props that you're leaning towards, or you looking more just for the straight play? Oh, just the straight play for me this week for this game. We'll see, though, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. A lot of good plays for the Super Bowl. I'm real excited Super for that. Super Bowl, you got to be looking for some prop action. The Gatorade color, the coin toss. You know we're going to hammer the coin toss. I'm going to... I've never thrown on the Gatorade color, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna sprinkle that on. Dude, this think year. about it this way: if the 49ers and Chiefs play again, red will be the heavy favorite. But I'll yeah, like, definitely. I'll like the odds for yellow, the secondary color is usually what happens. It's never the primary yeah. color. And then purple will be sitting there at plus seventeen hundred worth of sprinkle. Purple is always the neglected one. Yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to next week. Um, I mean, we do not actually have an episode dropping next week. Uh, the next episode will be releasing the Thursday before the Super Bowl. That will be, I don't know the exact date, February like 7th or 8th, somewhere around there. Uh, so, yeah, no episode next week. We've got a lot planned for the Super Bowl episode, so definitely stay tuned. Uh, we will be recapping this game, these two games this weekend. Uh, just going to be coming a week late. Uh, we don't really care anything about the Pro Bowl. We'll recap the Pro Bowl a little bit if anything happens, but I don't really care too much about the wide receivers dodgeball game. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking more towards the Super Bowl. Definitely think we have a chance for a really good Super Bowl, whether it be really any of these four teams. But I've made my pick so far. I like the Chiefs. I have Chiefs in a futures parlay. The Bucks fucked both of my futures bets, but... Still got the Chiefs alive, but lots of stuff to look forward to. I'm hoping we have another good weekend of football. Doesn't even have to be anywhere near as close as last week to make this a good weekend. Definitely love the AFC and NFC championship games every year. Let's go. Let's have some let's have a good weekend, watch some football, make some money. Let's do it. Excited for this uh championship weekend, so see if we can win some money. Yeah, stay tuned for the to the Instagram. Uh, might put the picks on TikTok this week since a little less action to be going around with just two games. So stay tuned to the Instagram. Be releasing the team cards Sunday at noon. 
maybe Sunday at one o'clock. Stay tuned. I'll I'll be putting out an official time on the Instagram story as to when it'll be posted. Uh, and as far as the TikToks, they'll come after the Instagram is posted already. So definitely tune into the Instagram first, uh, and then you can kind of look at the the TikTok for maybe some prop play, prop plays and things along those lines. So, um, as always, be sure to follow us on both. Hit the bookstop pod on basically everything you have: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever the fuck you use. Doesn't matter. Um, the boys are down some units right now, but we're having fun doing it. Be a little more fun if we were up big. So off the card, we're all doing pretty good. So it just needs a. If I could put all 92 picks I make in a week on the card, I'd have everyone up some money. But uh, those don't all fit on a Canva post. So. Um, looking towards getting the card back up. Everyone plus units. We got three games left. I'm sitting measly down three, 0.03. Um, looking to make a comeback here. You two definitely got some ground to make up, but never force a pick just to get one in. So we know that. I'm gonna make a seven unit. I'm gonna make a seven unit play this week just to get back positive. As well, you could. Oh, never. <laughs> a little double, a little double unit might not hurt. Yeah, just for just for the chance, but not gonna easy to spend someone else's money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, put five hundred bucks on the Chiefs. <laughs> I'll prove it that I threw on it. Exactly, you have to show the bet slip. All these big time gamblers, they don't fucking show their bet slips. I'll show everyone. You gotta show the bet yeah, slip. They're like, oh, I put a hundred thousand dollars on this. It's like, okay, show the bet slip, dude. I put ten. She's like, oh, I bet a hundred. Yeah, it's like, dude, if you're betting ten grand, you don't need to tell me you're betting a hundred. Like, it's pretty impressive that you're betting ten grand on a fucking football game. So, but <laughs> like I said, Sunday, conference championships. The card will be at between twelve and one o'clock p.m. Eastern time Sunday. So, tune into the Instagram, follow us on everything. Let's make some money this weekend. Bengals, Chiefs, 49ers, Rams, two great games. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it, boys. Let's do it. Real excited for this week. Huff said it all. See you for the Super Bowl. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod. Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod. Website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER.